Rise and shine like an opulent solution seekers. It's your girl, the spiritual activist, coming to you with another word, message, spot of wisdom, whatever you want to call it. All right, so today is a, you know, as usual, <laughs> random reflections. Um, I'm going to kind of spit them out at the beginning so I don't forget, but I want to talk about um, the mind and some mantras that I have for the mind because a lot of times that is the main enemy. I want to talk about and going extending on that your cup and keeping it full throughout the day and you know you you have your sacred space your sanctuary your peace and you have to protect it and not necessarily always from external sources but a lot of times what we don't really look at is internal sources because it's easy for the mind to continue to point fingers and blame everybody and not realize that sometimes you're your worst enemy and majority of the time, you're your worst enemy. Um, also, um, and the last one, kind of being on building my intuition and learning how to discern between, you know, the wounded aspects of it and just knowing that, yeah, that it comes from a place of validity, but everything that has happened does not mean it's going to repeat itself it doesn't mean that that's the same situation just know how to use discernment and 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 not having this black and white sort of thinking which is like healed and unhealed you know there's, there's a middle ground there's gray area and um and kind of just using like things that happen to me in my life as like a roadmap, like a guide like for example say i'm looking for you know, I'm kind of like in limbo when it comes to like my career and, you know, I'm working a job, but it's not, everything is temporary until it's fulfilling. That's my mantra. So it's, it's in that state of if something else pop off better then I'm, I'm dipping, you know what I'm saying? And so say there's an opportunity for this job to become fulfilling and that opportunity does not happen. Like I don't get that promotion or I get passed over for, uh, this summer gig or, um, I don't get that raise, you know, just, just, these are just examples. So to me, those are more signs that God, the universal, however you want to see it, my higher self is not working towards making this job fulfilling to me. So that means that other opportunity that I was wearing my options with, it's time to start pursuing that because I kind of feel guided towards that. Like, I feel like I'm being pulled towards that or pushed towards that because my higher self knows me. And it knows I'm not going to stay in somewhere too long that it is not fulfilling or that it is not sustaining me. So I'm going to look at the signs. I'm going to look at the synchronicities. I'm going to see what's aligning with my spirit and with my soul and whatever, basically how I feel and what I desire. And am I moving towards it? Because, yeah, there are baby steps to that goal. But sometimes you just hopping right off the stairs. Like, am I getting off the stairs or am I still moving up? Because if I'm not in alignment with what I envision, then I don't want to be on that on that path. Take me the other direction. So that's kind of like what I've been want to build on when it comes to like my intuition and just you know not just saying, oh, oh well. This person didn't text me back, so they're they're being funny, they acting funny, or they must be talking to somebody. Now that is not intuition to me. That is 
a wounded reaction. That is a triggered reaction. And, <laughs> I mean, someone could dissect me not getting a promotion or raise as a triggered reaction. But, the difference is, is I'm most likely getting that, that texting and all that from a experience that, it's like more of abandonment. You know what I'm saying? It, it has nothing to do with worth necessarily. Or, you know, knowing your worth. I mean, it does, but I swear it's so hard to explain things sometimes. At the end of the day, it's just that we're so judgmental and we want to dissect everything. I got to stop over-explaining myself because it just makes it more confusing. At the end of the day, when it comes to, like, love and texting and those type of relationships, those get a little more personal. Those tend to have more um, past experiences or traumas attached to them that, you know, affect us. And I try not to, there's more ways I can discern it. That person could literally have that message stuck in their drafts. They could have forgot. But you don't forget why I got a raise. Like, you don't forget why I didn't get this gig. You don't forget why I didn't get a promotion. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it could be a a, a, a point to stand up for myself and, and advocate for myself. But if I've done that already, then what's there to say now? So it's that's why I say everything a person says in the advice, you have to take with a grain of salt. You know why? Because there's no set one way. Like, there's so much backstory and extra um, information that could be just excluded, not intentionally, but it's just like I can't tell every detail. So this is why I say you have to know how to tailor the words you get to your life experience and just take it as like a, a base of advice. And you add your own wisdom into it. You sit with your own spirit. You sit with those words and see how it resonates with your situation, your circumstance. And whatever wisdom you come to that gives yourself peace and rationalization, then you go with that. You know what I'm saying? So we're in a very autonomous and sovereign state right now in this world. And it's going to stay like that. Like, So we really need to just have this harmony and diversity mindset or we're going to be forever playing this tug of war spiritual warfare so much resistance so much turmoil mentally because we are collective consciousness and with so many different perspectives perceptions opinions experiences whatever it could become very you know overwhelming so the best thing to do to calm that down is to just accept difference Hey, this mind, that's it. I'm not trying to debate with you. I'm not trying to convince you, uh, convert you, whatever. That's what gives you peace. Okay, this is what gives me peace. So, yeah, that's that's kind of what I've been working on as far as, like, building my intuition. Just kind of being able to, like, go with the flow and, like, see what's happening and just let it happen. But also, like, grounding in faith, like, knowing that, hey, whatever happens, I'm going to be good. Because even, I, even though I've had tough times, I'm still having tough times. God has always made a way for me to survive. And even though surviving is like, you know, kind of like a bare minimum for me, I want to do more than just survive. I'm still very grateful for it. And I know that my time is coming. Every successful person has days where they've cried, where they've broken down, where they've had failures, where they feel like they just can't catch a break. Everybody goes through this. So you have to keep telling yourself and keep reminding yourself because this world will make you forget. And so, moving on to what I was saying about your cup. So, I was just thinking, you know, 
I was driving my son to school, and you know, we jamming his little 20 trucks. This ain't no promotion. <laughs> it's like a little, uh, they, they, they make songs, but he loves trucks and monster trucks, construction, all kinds of vehicles. But they just make songs that kind of describe what that truck or vehicle does. It could be a police car, it can be a fire truck, anything. And they're real catchy, you know, they go to kind of like beats and old school uh, sounds and whatever. And so he loves it. So we just jam and have a good time. And, you know, I'm just thinking about like back in the day when I used to go to school and how I didn't realize, but I had so much anxiety when I was more like in middle school. And I would, my stomach would hurt every, like as soon as I pulled up, my stomach would start hurting. And I was like, man, I don't know why my stomach, and it never dodged me. I don't even think anxiety was in my vocabulary or even my mom. I don't know. But I just never thought of that. I just never thought that that was it. And it's like, right now, I was just thinking, I'm doing something that could be, like, calming his anxiety right now. You know, preventing, like, calming the nerves. And then it's like, but I also started thinking, you know, he could have such peace and calm and happiness and joy right now. But as soon as he, you know, walked down those halls, those emotions and feelings could arise. Because, you know, somebody could come up to him and say this or... It could be his own mind that just has reactions to everything. And that's comes with that that's when that discernment has to come up. Because a lot of times we are our worst enemy. You know, we see somebody, a friend of ours who we text last night and never takes us back, and we see him talking to somebody else. Oh, we could feel, oh well, maybe I did. You know, your mind just goes. It just wants to know. It just wants to know. And the default is always something that <laughs> That does not give you the best of emotions. It's just hardwired that way. That's where the reprogramming has to come in. That's why it's so hard because we live in a world that everybody is kind of by default having these negative minds, uh, thoughts and whatnot. So that's where the negativity comes from. So this is the idea that I believe it was Denzel that was talking about this in the interview. He's like, you, you, you go outside with your bucket full of you know, like your piece, like your bucket is full, but you surrounded by so many people who want to take a scoop out of it. And, and I'm not saying that this is everybody. I'm not, I don't want to just put it out on external. Cause like I said, a lot of times it's, it's our own mind too, that steals our peace. And the idea is, yeah, he had his peace in, in this car, but he has to preserve that. He has to continue to say and be intentional with the idea that I'm going to hold on to this feeling that I had. I'm not going to let no one or myself deprive me or, or strip me of that. My day is going to be good. My day is going to be good. You know, um, some bad things may happen or, you know, some things I perceive as bad may happen. But at the end of the day, I'm still here. I'm still breathing. And it's not about having this toxic positivity, you know, laughing everything off or uh, smiling everything off, even when it's tragic. But it's just an idea that, hey, I can let some things roll off my shoulder. I don't have to um, allow this to ruin my whole day. This one thing have ruined my whole day. So that's just something I've been kind of like, you know, contemplating and just want to kind of share that like reflection with y'all. Y'all can take it with how you want to and just go deeper into it. And lastly, I believe. I kind of touched on it already with this other subject because they go hand in hand, but it was more so just in preserving your your peace and keeping your cup or bucket full, however you want to see, your vessel filled. I have 
mantras for the mind, you know, like for the, the defaulted mind, for the wounded mind, for the hardwired mind to automatically go with the wounded perspective, you know, the triggered reaction, um, the triggered response or whatever. And it says, I'm conquering my mind. I am preserving my peace. Negative thoughts do not control or consume me. They may visit, I may observe them, but they cannot make themselves at home. I welcome the spirit of discernment to help me come to a compromise, a happy medium of thoughts, emotions, and feelings. I understand I've experienced things, I've heard things, I've seen things that shape my perspective and perception. In that, I also understand that these perceptions, perspectives, feelings, and emotions are not always fact. And I have the freedom to interpret them how I may, but I choose to interpret them in a way that gives me the most peace and the most factual reality that I need to grow, evolve, and live happily. And on that note, as always, keep God first. Peace, love, light, and healing energies. Be open to receiving them. I love you guys. Peace out. Okay, so in conquering the enemy and healing the inner me, which are almost one and the same at sometimes, um... I was just reflecting on delusion, being delusional. And is it somewhat necessary or okay when cultivating peace, when cultivating success? And the reason I say this is because, you know, things trend. And despite how much I want to avoid trends, it's what the collective feeds off the most. So I got to like talk about it if I'm going to be an activist of the spirit because it's a collective spirit. So I'm just tapping into it because I've seen a lot of successful people, people who I actually kind of feel like they have a lot of integrity, talk about having this level of being delusional in their level of success because it's kind of like the idea that saying when it says like the, the most wisest people or the geniuses of the world are the are perceived as the craziest and it's because a lot of times the visionaries seem crazy because no one else has the vision they have so you becoming this pioneer you're being you're you're how can i say you're aiming for this level of success that no one else can see and that's why it's yours because it was given to you the vision is only to you um but sometimes you can come off crazy, throw it off, weird, delusional. So as I say as I say, is it okay to have some level of delusion when it comes to your dreams, when it comes to what you want to achieve, when it comes to your peace? And when it comes to your peace, I mean saying like, you know, everyone has their thing that they need to equate to or say is the source or the reason the mind just needs something it needs to be proven it needs to be proven right it needs something tangible to equate or associate to something 
So when we have like our Himalayan sea salts or when we pray or when we, um, you know, have our holy waters that we spray on our bodies or our holy oils or when we carry a, a certain crystals or when we wear a certain cross around our necks on a necklace or a certain um, special um, necklace that means something that was given to us or when we see the all these types of little totems almost, so to speak, that we use and carry and whatever to our peace, our protection. Some may say that that's delusional. Non-believers who feel like, oh, it's all science or, oh, it's just your inner power or just whatever. It's something because there's no way you can tell me the magic of this world's creation is just it. It just happened. There's nothing, no force, no nothing that's creating it. That, like, I will never believe that. But one man's delusion is another man's peace. So for you, you may think having this Himalayan salt lamp next to my bed is delusional or crazy. But why would you steal someone's joy? Why would you steal someone's peace? Why would you go and use your energy to prove their logic wrong if it's not hurting anyone, if it's not hurting them? If it's not so much far-fetched that it will leave them in a place of fantasy. Like, how can I say this? If their quote-unquote delusion or peace is not so far-fetched that it won't leave them eventually being hurt or let down, why not let it be? Now, I understand, you know, someone may believe like, hey, Hey, as long as I'm holding this crystal, I can walk in, a, in ongoing traffic. Um, yeah, you may have been good when it was 3 a.m. in the morning because nobody was driving on the freeway. I mean, you know what I'm saying, on the road. But at a certain point, this road gets busy. And I understand faith, but I wouldn't advise you to, to believe in that crystal so much so that you put yourself in harm's way. Those types of things, you know what I'm saying? Like, Or just something else that eventually may strike out, like... If this helps me sleep at night, if I battle with insomnia for 10 years and I put this salt lamp by my bed and all of a sudden I got some kind of peace and I can sleep now, why would you take that from me? And this is not I'm, and this is not my experience, but I'm just saying. Or if I've been battling with these migraines or sicknesses for a whole year straight and then I start spraying, a, um, you know, an essential oil on my scalp every day. And I feel like the migraines are dissipating, going away, cease to exist. Why would you try to say, bro, those don't even work, or that doesn't even work? Like, like what is, <laughs> this is what I mean when I say we're just vessels, and, and the word is, there's, there's, there's more than one word. There's a good word and a bad word. You have to ask yourself, are you disempowering, or are you uplifting, or are you discouraging, or are you empowering or disempowering or are you motivating or are you discouraging you know what i'm saying like the words you speak can hold power depending on who you're speaking to not to me because i have the last say but there are people who are still looking or seeking certain levels of guidance and there's nothing wrong with that i seek guidance but i also know man is imperfect and man has a certain filter from their own experiences and their own traumas or perspectives or lifestyles and privileges and ops, everything oppression everything there's so much to what a person says 
that I just cannot take it. I cannot take it without a grain of salt. Like, I had to learn that, though. Don't get it twisted. This isn't me speaking righteously. I, I had to learn that this is three years of knowledge. Like, this is not even, like, like yeah. That's all I'm going to say. It's like, um, this is not a righteous statement. Nothing I say is righteous. I tell you that because I had to go through the trenches to know all the wisdom I had. Almost losing my mind to rebirth my mind. You do have to lose your mind in a sense because you're losing the old version of it. But yeah, so that was what I want to talk about when it comes to like delusion and finding your peace and, and, and your dreams and all those things. But I also want to talk about just a black experience in general and how a lot of times we feel stuck. I saw um, Eddie Griffin, a clip of him talking about truth and how God, like, Honestly, I'm paraphrasing and I put my own perspective in it. So honestly, like God is like the ocean, right? A sea of, of knowledge and wisdom and we're like a drop in the ocean. So we carry it all. But our individual experiences, like I just said, our individual experiences and filters interpret these things through our energy, from our lens, from our own individual perspective, from our own independent thought. We've been trained and programmed to think like a hive mind, but... In awakening, you begin to branch off and have this level of autonomy, sovereignty, you know, just freedom and independence. It's liberation from only feeling like you have to be a certain way or be in this spiritual box, so to speak. And in doing so, we encounter a lot of psychic attacks, but I feel like it's more of a spiritual warfare because there's always this battle between the old version of yourself and a new version of yourself. And an old way of thinking and a new way of thinking. Growth mindset versus um, stagnant mindset. And so we have a hard time of finding our truth. Because there's so much always geared towards the black experience. Because it's very easy to monopolize it. It's very easy to monetize it. That it gets bombarded with everything that trends. It, it, it gets forced and pushed into our culture because it's we we invest in ourselves we do we we want to be better we want to heal and that's a market the people who want to be better in the world the people who are who who thrive in perfection and change and are just wanting success wanting a better life those people are targets a lot of times especially in this world and now that Trauma has become an, a, a fuel of economy, trauma economy. Oh, it's, it's, you have to keep that spirit of the servant on you. And so I say all that to say is like, we, we have a hard time finding truth because we have to decipher and filter through so much. We have to go through so much garbage to get to the little jewel at the bottom. We have to quiet so much noise to hear the whispers of truth, of our own truth. And like Eddie Griffin says, it's our truth to find. And because we're so much cut from the same cloth, we're such a collective in the community, which is how we've survived so many centuries in this in this world that, you know, wants to ostracize, exile, ab abandon, like just do away with us, but use us at the same time. Like it's something that's hard to, to let go of. Cutting those cords from... The collective in some aspects is hard because it's it's like you feel like we all we got. And in a sense, it's true. 
But like I said, there's balance to everything. You have to find the happy medium, the silver lining in everything. And finding your individual truth is like a like a dance. I always say this. It's like a like a dance. Like you're you're going back and forth. You're teetering here. You're going. You're dipping in there. You're tapping in there. You're tasting this and sampling that. And you know what I mean. It's just until you find the right concoction, and you just like, I found it. It's like a scientist in the lab. Drop of this. Drop of that. Drop of this until you have the per- the perfect concoction, or at least something that's helpful in some way to you in your growth and it's always tweakable the mold is malleable it can be changed and changed and rechanged and rechanged over and over again but yeah i was just kind of reflecting on this on the the severity of how hard it is for me as a black woman in my lens in my experiences my perspectives how hard it is for me to find truth and what i realize is it's all noise even people who I feel like have integrity, even people who I feel like speak wisdom and gems, it's still all noise because at the end of the day, like Eddie Griffin says, and I've said too, we have autonomy, sovereignty. We have the power of choice. In nature, we're like the only species who really get that, that I know of, and he's right. Like a shark has no choice but to be a shark and to do what it's designed to do. Eat fish, swim around, do whatever else it's meant to do. It don't get to say, hey... You know what? I'm gonna be like the Little Mermaid, and I wanna I wanna live on the land, and I just wanna grow a farm. And no, but we have that choice. We can choose and say, Hey, you know what? I want a life in the hood. I want a house on land. I can have this dream. I can have this vision. I wanna grow a a homestead, and I wanna have a, a garden, and I wanna grow my own fruits and vegetables, and I wanna share with the community and the neighborhood, uh, and I wanna have a place where my family can come, and when they're struggling with food they can they have a place that they can grocery shop for free you know like you like that or i want to be one of the best entertainers of all time or i want to be one of the best engineers of all time whatever i'm just saying like outside of stereotypical and a lot of times toxic norms that they put on us as as if that's all we're capable of doing you know uh, but what stemmed this, I believe, was in general the black lens, because you know that is my platform. It's it's catering to us as a community. But I was looking at something, and I, honestly, I don't know if I really want to say what it said. But I'm gonna just keep it. Okay, so it said the IRS audits blacks more than whites, and my knee jerk response, or thought, was, <laughs> yeah, I believe it. We're always under a microscope. And in that moment, I was like, what does that feeling do to me? Constantly seeing content in my feed that that shows how much the world targets black people. There is a thing called activism burnout. And there's also a thing of a victim mindset. And I feel like there's so much that fuels my victim mindset that what it does to my spirit is just keeps me defeated. It keeps me discouraged. It keeps me pissed off more, though, and frustrated and sometimes hopeless. And this is not saying to say anything about that post because that's literally my MO. I post a lot of things like that about the black mind in a sense. 
because I'm constantly posting things about how I feel like the black mind and the psyche is under attack. And someone could take that overwhelming and feel like, I don't want to feel like my mind is always under attack. But I just want you to know when I say certain things about the black community, it's not just us. Everybody's going through it. It's just that my focus is healing intervention for us. So don't feel singled out or so overwhelmed that you think it's just y'all. We everybody's attacked. But some people are so blind to see it because they're so they have this program level of entitlement, which is also a ploy against them. But I'm not gonna go into that. They can keep that entitlement and, and be leading themselves to their own hang themselves. But but yeah, I digress. But so yeah, it's just finding a way to be for the cause. You know that saying on Players Cup where she was like, make the money, don't let the money make you. It's kind of like the same thing, but with the cause. Like, don't let the cause affect you, affect the cause. You know what I'm saying? Like, make a change to the cause, don't let the cause change you, in a sense. So, don't let things consume you, don't let things overwhelm you, and it's easier said than done, but... If you're consciously aware of, like, how something makes you feel and, like, I think it's time to unplug and take a break. And this is not to say these people have bad intentions. I don't feel like that at all. I just realize that sometimes I need a break from, from too much information. Like, oh, the stock market's crashing. Oh, uh, recession's happening. Oh, all jobs are going to be. Make sure you put in your child and make sure all your children are doing uh, trades uh, because all jobs are going to be obsolete by AI. At the end of the day. But yeah, sorry, my son keeps barging and interrupting. Kind of lost my train of thought. But yeah, basically, I don't think these um, platforms at all are, but you just got to kind of know when to take a break from them, when they're affecting your spirit in a certain way, when you're losing hope or feeling discouraged or overwhelmed. Even with me, even with my content, that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm not putting myself on no pedestal. Sometimes the, the information and knowledge that I feel inclined to spread as my truth can be overwhelming to some people because this is my thing. When you try to follow people who you have no business following is not your path. So everybody doesn't have the mindset that I have. Everybody doesn't feel like what I'm saying is truth. That's how you, that's resonance. When you feel like something is truth, then you resonate with that person and that's a kind of an indication that, okay, this is somebody I can kind of follow. But at the end of the day, like I said, everyone has very unique individual experiences, even, even with the similarity and the resonance in there. And you still can interpret something differently than they did from the same experience. You see what I'm saying? It, a twins could experience the same event, but they both see it differently. And that's the power of perspective. But in their power of perspective... It can lend you delusional, which in turn can be a good and bad thing. There's so much to it. That's why I say it's like a fine dance. But yeah, so that's why I me, mean. I I listen to very few people because that's part of me quieting the noise. That's act. I'm actively quieting the noise in this physical realm by not listening to too many people. 
But spiritually, you quiet the noise by just meditating, sitting with yourself, praying with God only, you know what I'm saying? Not calling on a bunch of different entities or spirits or whatever, because in that power, there is different perspectives too. There's different traumas and wounds and healing that they carry as well. So those are things that you have to understand. But, yeah, this has been a lot, a a mouthful. But, I mean, take what you will. Interpret things how you do. Take what resonates. Leave the rest, as they say. (laughs) And just know that my intentions are for you to get some liberation, some solace, some peace of mind, some understanding Someone to say that I understand you're not crazy. You live in an asylum, but you're one of the ones who were put in there by mistake. You're one of the ones who just surrounded by it. And instead of conforming to the insanity, be the one that leads them to victory, to freedom, to liberation. Be the light in the midst of darkness. Be the knowing in the midst of confusion. You know what I'm saying? And be the person who can transmute and transform, redefine all all the nine, all, all, all of it. Whatever you see, you can achieve. Whatever you believe, you can achieve. But on that note, before I get too philosophical, <laughs> um, keep God first. Peace, love, light, and healing energies to be open to receiving them. I love you guys. Peace out. Okay, so I'm back because I meant to say this in the actual... Um, segment like right before this one but you know when there's so much coming to you at once (laughs) um, you forget things but when I said you know when there's truth and resonance and like so when you feel like oh there's I feel like that's true you resonate more with the person's story or with the word that they're speaking or whatever but in that, I also wanted to put a, a nugget of discernment in that as well, because especially with social media right now, a lot of what people are resonating to is not the healed aspect of the mind. Like, it's easy to, to speak on what everybody is already thinking, but it takes real true wisdom to speak on the stuff that you have to kind of go like heal through like you got to kind of get through the like toxic trauma triggering uh wounded ego experiences to actually speak from a higher perspective to speak divine word to speak god's word like god's word is not gonna tell you to hate on that person or compare yourself to that person or people gotta like sit back and really question what they think is spirit or divine i'm like y'all really think they out here like these ascended masters are out here telling us to think everybody against us and to fill ourselves with feelings of paranoia comparison um you know fear like it's just no they're not to to make it short so it's like yeah you may feel like man that's true what they speaking and speaking that these niggas ain't shit (laughs) these females they just all they want is my money yeah you may feel that and so you may resonate with a person like that or influencer like that, and you may start following them and believing everything they say. But honestly, all you're doing is fueling, your, fuel, fueling yourself 
with more toxicity and and that's not a healed mindset now if you're making a conscious choice to be a person who trusts no man trust no female trust no humans hate all men hate all women whatever then you you making that choice okay then there may be somebody you want to follow but if you have a vision for who you want to be and how you want to show up in this world then you may want to kind of assess the people you're following and i had to realize that the hard way when i was following a bunch of like single women women who were not heterosexual uh women who maybe not have had the same values around marriage like it's no more hot girl summer for me <laughs> i mean it is but in a different way it looked different you know what i'm saying like i see myself as a wife as a mother and in those aspects i do things a little bit differently than i would have when i was 25 single and you know living my life as a single person and it doesn't mean to say I'm going to be walking around covered up all the time either it just means I carry myself in a different light and a different energy so with that being said I stopped taking relationship advice not saying young people can't tell you nothing or okay I'm tired of over explaining the point is you have to still be mindful of who you're following just like really ask yourself is that who you see yourself being is that is their life the life you're trying to live is what they speak on what they're you know how companies have a mission if is that person's mission and core essence and core intentions align in alignment that's where the alignment comes in these are all different words resonance truth resonance is more of a similarity like you you, you relate in a certain way truth is what you feel like is your truth and your reality and Alignment is someone who may be like on the same timeline, same pathway as you, um, and there's that. And but and all that, I'm just saying, like when you find that residence, just make sure you're asking yourself, what mindset are you feeding? Are you feeding the mindset that you're trying to release, or are you feeding the mindset that you're trying to grow into? Keep that. In the forefront of your mind. It's part of your spirit of discernment. We building on the baby. We building. So I recently made a video about enemy versus the enemy. And I didn't realize the association of today's episode to that until I just looked at my last and latest episode. But I wanted to get into a topic that's, I feel like, very important when it comes to, you know, the spiritual warfare that we got going on right now in this time. So let's get right into it. Let's talk about the devil. Um, cue the dum dum dum. <laughs> yeah, don't got that. But so when I think about the devil, you know, I don't think about the man with the red horns and, you know, even if that was true, a true representation of it, I'm pretty sure at this point, just like we evolve and adapt, so has it. And it, I'm pretty sure, would not keep a disguise that's well-known and you can see from a mile away. No, the devil has gotten much more sophisticated and diabolically genius you know in how it infiltrates manipulates controls our power and when i think of the devil i think of an umbrella term 
because as an entity, spirit, energy, however you see it, is not one form. You know how they say God is everything? Well, God is everything, but the devil can poison anything. So, whatever it poisons, whatever it infects, whatever it seeps into, whether it be a vessel, you know, namely like me, you, somebody else, whether it's a platform, social medias, um, TV, news, you know, whether it's music, whether it's advice, whether it's the words that come out of our mouths, just whether it's distractions or events that occur that put us in a different state of mind, those can always be, to me, the form of the devil. Because to me, in essence, what the devil is, is a force that disempowers, disconnects, disengages our power, disconnects us from God, deters us from our journey and our path, propels or perpetuates the energy of depression, rage, hate, prejudice, you know, just the denses of energies, the evils of the world, the dark. And I'm not meaning the dark and duality. Of course, there's dark, there's light. But I'm just meaning that festered energy. Like, I'm watching this show, and it's like a superhero show. But the, what do you, what do you call them? I don't know. I can't think of it. But basically, the bad guy, the villain, the villain of the show, what he does is he doesn't necessarily have superpowers other than he's, you know, he has an anti-agent serum and he's extremely strong, you know, like the strength of three men. But overall, one of his biggest powers is how he manipulates people who have been, who have faced adversity in life. So that person who feels like they always get the short end of the stick, the nice guy who always finished, who feels like they finished last, the, you know, the person who feels like they're always being looked over and not being appreciated or seen for their worth. So, or the person who ends up with the bad luck and, and they get hurt and the, all the dreams are flushed down the toilet. Things that we can relate to in our own life. But so what he does is he knows how to pull Turn a person's pain, not into passion, but into more pain. He manipulates and exploits those people to become the worst size of themselves. He enslaves them through their pain. He gives them what they want and not... and in a way that they don't realize that's not what they need because it's almost, it's like a shortcut. Yeah, it's gratification, but you don't realize you're doing a deal with the devil. But yeah, so this video is more, it was just me reflecting on, you know, what I think of the devil and kind of like you could use it as a tool to just have that awareness, but not fear because 
one thing about the devil or evil forces is they're always working harder because they have to. You don't have to. Of course, do your protection, do your prayers. There's never such thing as too much, but don't do it in a way where you pressure yourself. You're not giving yourself ease, grace, and you know a peace of mind. Because what you have to understand, you are a source of the Almighty. You are already up there if you align yourself and you realize that consciously. If you bring that to your conscious awareness, they're working hard because they're having to climb the status when you have the elevator. You have the key to just go easily. They have to work and climb and dig through much to get to where you want to be. That's where their energy comes from. That evilness comes from envy, jealousy. You have to think of the essence of what evil is. It's a lack in itself. It's a deeply rooted pain that has festered over time. So the key to it is love, healing, awareness, and just understanding that there is good deep inside. But it's not your job to be a savior and allow evil to wreak havoc on your life because you see the God in people. No, you still have the right to. So just be aware of those things. Understand it. So whether it's that friend that, you know, may always seem to end up putting you in situations that you don't want to be in. Maybe it's your child's friend and something about them just feels like they're pulling your child in a dark space. I spoke on this before. You know, there's we have to surrender sometimes. We do. We pray over them. But we have to just have our faith and leave it in God's hands. Also... Be mindful of the devil using people closest to you, weaker vessels to distract you, frustrate you, and throw you off your game. Namely, your children are more free spirits, you know, that are misguided. You got to be up for the challenge. You got to be ready to fight. But you also have to change the narrative and start telling yourself things come to you with ease. Your life is not going to be a battle all the time. You're not going to have to fight. You're lucky. You're blessed beyond measure. You know, create these mantras that help you build strength and shift the narrative of you being this servant or slave to pain and this absorber of pain, this like the transmuters of the world. Black people are not here to absorb all the pain in this world. Our ancestors did that enough. Yeah, as always, keep God first. Peace, love, light, and healing energies. Be open to receiving them. I love you guys. Peace out. One of our biggest fears is not being enough, not having enough substance to give people real solutions. Because my intention is not to sell people. It's to actually have something worth and worthy of their time, energy, money. Something that actually pivots and transforms their lives in some form or fashion, whether it be big or small, to help shift their mindset, to help empower their minds, empower their soul, empower their spirit, to free themselves from any and everything 
that has limited them, enslaved them to a life of servitude, to causes and agendas that have never served them and never will serve them, to bring them closer to their connection to their almighty creator, God, to help amplify their faith over anxieties, over fears, over uh, wounds, releasing the wounded mindset and adapting the more abundant and whole and healed mindset. These are the things that I, that I have intentions for and they're sincere and they're genuine and they're from my heart and there's something I can't help but work towards every single day of my life, whether I see anything coming from it or not. This is three years in the game without earning one penny for the word and the knowledge and the wisdom that I sh- that I've been sharing almost every day. With, you know, a few times I've had taken hi- hiatuses and whatnot to regroup myself, but consistently, overall, for three years in several platforms, but I still feel the resistance. I still feel the anxiety. I still feel the self sabotage. I still feel the what feels like fear from being enough, like starting, like the analysis paralysis, like I was working on starting something else and I just felt the resistance, like that change, there's so much anxiety there, like will I be called out, will will people judge me, will people say that I'm a quack, will people say that I'm a fraud, a fake, a phony, whatever, I have to stay grounded in knowing my heart, knowing my intentions, knowing that God really called me for this and I know what my heart and intentions want for people. I know I don't want to give them, feed them bullshit. I know that. I know I want my words to really plant seeds that really grow some inspiration, some elevation, some ascension, some prosperity abundance. I really want that for people. I really want them to break free from the freaking cages and the confinement and the obstacles and the struggle and the storm. The storm is over. It's time for the calm after the storm. It's time for the rainbow after the rain. It's time for the light at the end of the tunnel. It's time to get on the other side of that fence into liberation, spiritual liberation, that That's what I want and I'm fighting for every day. I don't know what forces are working against my mind, but I deliver myself right here, right now from any and everything that wants to destroy, destruct, and discourage me from my calling, from my anointing. I deliver myself from it. I rebuke any and every all dense, unwanted, evil energies from my body, from my mind. I call forth, I cultivate a connection through my divinity, through God consciousness, through God, my creator, my God, my spiritual team, my most benevolent, venerated spiritual team that is with me, that wants to see me excel, that wants to see me bring my dreams into fruition, that wants to see my family uh, thrive in, in, in struggle, in poverty, in All those things that limit my choices, limit my power, limit my ability to help and evolve and shift this world into a better place. 
In the name of Jesus, I pray, amen. Hallelujah. I say, and so it is. Thy will be done. You know, I was just listening to my the segment about my anxiety, my resistance, my self-sabotage. And then I started thinking, too, because last night I was thinking about that again. I was like, you know, it's true what a lot of, um, you know, influencers say that if you don't have a lot of material evidence of your liberation, of your evolution, of your growth, then people don't see you as successful. It's like nobody's going to think the homeless person on the street is free or, you know, they're not going to really listen to what they have to say because they're going to look at them and be like, bro, you on the street. Or no one's really going to listen to the person who's been divorced five times for relationship or marriage advice. And so it's the same thing. No one's going to listen to an influencer or a healer or a spiritual teacher who doesn't seem to be living this glamorous life or the life that they want you know what I'm saying and it's like but with social media perception is power in both good and negative ways we don't know if we're seeing something fabricated we don't know if we're seeing something being orchestrated by higher forces and not to get all conspiracy theory on it but it's just like I know I don't have a lot of the material things that a lot of people have who try to help people heal. But I do know that I have my sanity and I'm not being controlled and manipulated and going through waves of psychosis or going through um, these psychotic breaks or, you know, not knowing who I am, not, like all these things. Yeah, there are moments where I like I have questions, but I know how to self-reflect. I know how to um, recognize my inner world and, and the chaos I may be going through. I know how to um, discern my own spirit as well as discern the energies around me. So these are things that keep me empowered and resilient through these tough times. And see, people may not stop to listen to what I have to say because I'm not half naked on the on the gram I'm not full face beat makeup all the time my hair is not all I mean I have my hair all the way you know always laid or whatever you want to call it um I'm not rich financially yet it's not in my bubble but it's in my path. Like it's already there. I have to catch up to it. So it's like a lot of times, I, but I've been already you know, understood this. It's like we're in a physical world. People don't find value in things that are considered priceless. If they can't see it or physically feel it, it's worthless. It's hard to sell knowledge without any proof of riches because people are like well what's the point thing i i know what the struggle is like i don't really care about all this healing this inner stuff yada 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 and honestly sometimes that's good to have because a lot of people are feeding people a lot of bullshit like and i'm gonna get to that on another episode right now with with all this conspiracy stuff we're going through uh right right about now but that's all i just really want to say is like that was another part of my like 
anxiety is that, you know, I don't have what I know people want to see before they listen to you. It's about getting the attention to spread the word so people can get to a place where I am. And then, you know, the other follows. But not only that, it's just like as a as a black person, especially a foundation of black American, it's like, you know, I know people say like anxiety I mean, like, you're not fearful because fearful is, like, an imminent danger. Like, it's not – anxiety is more like a fear of the past or a fear of the future. So it's not something that's imminent right there. But for 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 people who come who are foundational black Americans, there is fear of actual imminent physical danger because there's been so much programming around that as well. If you look at historical depictions of any leaders, any thought – you know, thought leaders, any uh, activists, any type of uh, healers, what it, what do they always show? They always show us being defeated and working until our demise, our death. Like, you rarely see the longevity of a person who's been successful in liberating the foundational black American psyche or spirit. You rarely see that. So that leaves most of us who who are taking on this path and this calling to to really do carry a sense of fear around their lives, their family lives, et cetera, et cetera. So those are major roadblocks in our success that we have to release and know that if we've been called, a lot of the shit that we see depicted, and I'm I'm, I'm getting real raw right now because it's, it's frustrating because a lot of the stuff that we see depicted is all part of the conditioning and programming to keep you in a state of fear. So it's like if they're – you have to realize they put that there for a reason. You know what I'm saying? So that means you have a way out of it because they they felt the need that they needed to put something there to keep you in a state of fear, meaning that if you let go of that fear, their fear will come true. You see what I'm saying? Once you release your fear, you activate their fear. So that's why they don't want you to release your fear. They want you to keep uh, stay, to stay attached to that. They have no power unless you give them power. And when I say they, I just mean any oppressive energy around you. Anything, even if it's within yourself, within your own mind. Nothing has power unless you deem it powerful. You as the observer, you as that, in the aspect of self that oversees, that has dominion over your life and your reality, that's the person who holds the power. That's the spirit that holds the power. 